phone here. We're gonna we're gonna go into the word, then we're gonna have a prayer time, and then I'm, I'm gonna I want to give time to people that may come up and just have. Um, it's not preaching, but it may be a prayer request that's on your heart. And it's, it was interesting how uh, Deb came forward, you know, and I gave an opportunity to to give a word, or, or and I just felt like there was one there, and she didn't do it, you know. And and I can understand, you know. She, and oftentimes, it really is not quite appropriate for a, a person from, a, basically, is another church, even though I don't consider her from another church. But you, you wouldn't just go to another church and... and and speak out a, a word, you know, that wouldn't, uh, unless you got permission, which she did. She said, you know, I, I got this, can I, and I said, would you give it? And she said, yes, I will. But God is wanting to speak in reality to us. And and, and I don't know, I, you know, as, as I begin to study this first week, I said, you know, this not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. I think that's, that's a good verse. That's a good verse. And I think I could... God, I think that may be something that I want to talk about. But then I began to look at it in its context, and I said, wow, this is an amazing chapter, and then an amazing book. And, and, and I said, Let's, let me research this, and, 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 and we, we researched, and we listened to what different people were saying, and then God seemed to say, mark that down, Gary, with your... Uh, China yellow marker, and so I get and my my Bible at home. I just kept underlining more and more stuff, and God said, and and every word is cool. Every word is cool. So you know, and and I, I I'm reminded, you know, of of how the 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 Lord wants to work in a spiritual way. And you may need to turn this down just a little bit, Nancy. But, but I was reminded of David when he went and started to go toward the Philistine Goliath. And remember what he said? We talked about it a few weeks ago. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defiled. Defiled's an interesting word there, isn't it? It's, 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 it's almost a spiritual word. And Goliath, he was just a man out there. He was just a Goliath. He was just a big guy going to win for his side. But God is... See, it, it, we had to begin to look at things in, in, in a different window with different glasses. And... Um, and, and, you know, I was reminded of Joshua when he, when he was starting to, to uh, end up his time with his people. And in Joshua chapter 23, it said, The Lord himself will drive them out of your way. Are you beginning to see something? And Moses at the Red Sea, when they were coming up against this, this, uh, this physical impediment to their process and before the Egyptians would wipe them off the face of the map. He said to his people, do not be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance of the Lord. And he will bring you through it today. The Egyptians, this is a great line, the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Take that one to the bank. 
The Egyptian you see today, you will never see again. That's Exodus chapter 14, 13. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. Now, we men, we want to defend our honor. And we feel like... I can take care of this. But over and over, we serve a powerful God, a God interested in you and me. A God that looks at the Goliaths in our lives. The person. The God that looks at the, at the enemies out there that uh, Joshua noted. Things and, uh, and physical, you know, people groups. And, and sometimes God looks at the Red Seas in our lives, the physical, the natural, the earthly things in nature. And all of those, church, are no big deal to God. The Red Sea is no problem. No problem. Excuse me, I'm losing my voice a little bit. If you can take it, it's not painful for me. It may be painful for you. But uh, doing worship and starting with this gang, I just uh, can't help myself. But some of you, church, and, and I sense that there are, are, is stuff out there. And I hear snatches from here and there. People, you know, man, of, of challenges that they have. And my heart grieves for them and I pray with them and, and uh, just different challenges. But I am here to tell you that, that God is here for you. God is here. And, and it may be money issues, it could be family issues, it could be job, it could be housing. But, but as Christians, do we know how to conquer that stuff? How is the work of the Lord done. And I think that's where Zechariah comes in to try to remind us. Now, let me, let me give you the setting. But before I do that, let's pray. Lord, I ask that you just make this real to our family here tonight. This, this uh, Zechariah chapter 4. Make it real to us as, as we begin to, to delve into it. And help us to realize where this is and how it applies to our lives in 2012 as, as it did back in those days with uh, the uh, Jewish people. Lord, I ask that you make it real, make it, and give me the exact words, the exact words to say, oh God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Haggai and Zechariah were prophets that were dealing with about the same issues. Together they wanted to, to bring the Jewish people and help them to rebuild the temple of the Lord. The, the Judean Jews spent 80 years of captivity in Babylon. 80 years of captivity. Now, uh, that was, uh, when Jacob started talking this morning, he didn't go into the complete under, uh, description of, of what the Estonian people uh, were going through. I was back there in the early 90s. But, but the Estonian people knew what occupation was all about. Because they, back in 1939, they were occupied by the Russians. In 1941, the Germans took over. 
And then back in 44, they were reoccupied by the Russian people until 1991, which is their time of independence. And it was very complicated uh, in Estonia. When I was there, the, the Russians were hated, but they were intermarried and they were all there. So it was very complicated. But, but for, the, for the Judean Christians, uh, the Jewish people back at this time, it was tough. They had a temple that was in ruins. And the task seemed insurmountable. The task was insurmountable. Solomon, when he built this temple the first time, he had a machine going. They tell us that he had 150,000 men. How would you like to have that crew, John? 150,000 men. And he had 3,000 foremen on the job, all disagreeing with each other. You know, how to get this job done. But that's a lot of people. That was a lot of people building this temple. And, and now, in this new case, there was uh, Zechariah trying to help these, this now 50,000 people in the whole group. The, the, the nation was now 50,000 people. They would return to Babylon. But this included all the, the, the women and the aged people, everybody. And, and Solomon had an unlimited treasury. Uh, there was not unlimited money now. The task seemed insurmountable, impossible. And many began to get discouraged and gave up. But, uh, but Zerubbabel, one of the men in charge, he had, he had given up too. And he's one of the, the people that we're going to study about. But the, the book of Zechariah is, is a book of hope. It's a book of hope. It's a book of encouragement. A book reminding the Jews of their unique character. Their unique heritage. Sometimes, church, we have to be reminded that of the God that we serve. That would be a good place to say amen. Amen. This, we need to be reminded of the God that we serve. And, and we begin to see a picture of, in, this, in this book... And in this chapter, uh, of a picture of how God feels that the the job can get done. Now, let me remind you, uh, and we're going to read this whole chapter in just a minute, if you can turn to Zechariah. Now, that's, if you need help, it's 1,375 in my Bible. Is that any help? You know, if if you want to start at Matthew and work back. You'll get there pretty quick. You know, it's, it's toward the end of the Old Testament. But 1375, that's the page number. Uh, but there are some characters that we need to understand who's in this, in this story. One of the characters is, is the angel messenger himself. And this angel was a messenger. He was communicating to Zechariah, who was communicating to Zerubbabel who was the governor and the project foreman. So we have the angel, we have Zechariah, the prophet and priest, we have Zerubbabel, the uh, governor and project foreman. Now, I'd like to read you this this whole chapter, 14 verses, and then we're going to kind of go down, and and I just want to pull out a few golden nuggets, and I think they will be uh, be an encouragement to you. Zechariah chapter 4. Then the angel who talked with me, returned and wakened me. 
As a man is wakened from his sleep, he asked me, what do you see? I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lights on it with seven channels to the lights. Also, there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of of the bowl and the other on its left. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? He answered, do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I replied. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to, to, to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. How many of you are old enough to know the song? Stephanie knows, and Leonard knows, Gloria knows, not by my, not by power, but we won't sing it right now. We may sing it in a little while, but um, verse 7. What are you, almighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. Then he will bring out the capstone to shouts of God bless it, God bless it. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to to you. Uh, Man, I can't hardly keep from shouting. Who despises the day of small things? Men will rejoice when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. These seven are the eyes of the Lord which range throughout the earth. Then I asked the angel, what are these two olive trees? On the right and to the left. Again I asked him, what are these two olive branches? Beside the two gold pipes that pour out... uh, golden oil. He replied, do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I said. So he said, these are the two who are anointed to serve the Lord of all the earth. My. Let, let, me, let me go and let's, let's just pull, pull this out a little bit. Um, I don't know why this just jumps out at me on multiple levels. But let's go back to the verse 1. Then the angel who talked with me returned and wakened me as a man is wakened from his sleep. He asked me, what do you see? Sometimes the Lord has to waken us. And the phraseology in this, in this version is, uh, is very important. Sometimes the Lord has to wake, excuse me, uh, I want to read it first. Waken me as a man is wakened from his sleep. Was uh, Zach- uh, Zachariah, was he asleep? What? No, he was not. But he was awakened as if he was. Now, do you see what I think God is trying to show us here? Um, and, and, and sometimes the, 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 the scripture will use that as, like tongues as of fire. Now, they weren't actual fire, but they were as, as if they were fire. And so when, when he says in this scripture, then the Lord who talked 
with me, returned and wakened me as a man is wakened from his sleep. He asked me, what do you see? Sometimes the Lord has to waken us to see, to hear, and to understand what God wants to communicate to us. You can write that one down. That would be good. Uh, the, the God wants to, you know, the song we sing, and I love this song. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. What's that saying? Awaken my soul as if I was asleep. Help me to see things in the spiritual way. In a spiritual way. And, and, and sometimes the Lord has to shake us. And because it's, it's like you're not awake yet. You're not awake yet. Don't you see what, what I'm trying to say to you? What I'm trying to impress upon you, God is saying, listen, listen, I will show you things with your eyes. I will let you hear things with your ears. And, and we, when we begin to understand that things, we need to look at the Goliaths in our lives. We need to look at the Red Seas in our lives. We need to look at the armies that Joshua looked at. And we need to understand and begin to see them with spiritual eyes. Remember what David, when he saw the Philistine... He wasn't a big man with a big sword. He was, he was a spiritual battle. And sometimes there are things that happen in our lives. There are tough times. There are tough things that happen. And, and there are challenges that begin to be out of our control. And it's like God is trying to say, Hello! It's me! It's me! I want to talk to you. But I need your attention. And sometimes we don't want to give it. Sometimes when I go home after Sunday morning and the wife has, she, sometimes we go out to eat. But, but uh, today we went home, she had some stuff there. And, but, so we ate dinner. And, uh, and, and this is one of my vices. I have to admit that sometimes I... I'll turn on golf. I don't even like golf. I don't play golf. But when my mind just turns to jelly, you know, it, I need just something, a little bit of noise. But the wife kept the remote. She, she kept the remote control. I said, where's the remote? I want to talk to you. I got it. I got it. And it was, it was like, you know, I'm, 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 I want to talk to you. And God does that so many times. And we don't realize, church, in, in the Goliaths, in the Red Seas, in, in the different challenges of our life, he's trying to get our attention in a spiritual way. Does that make any sense? Does it bear witness with your spirit? He, he's saying, you know, and, and then as, as he awakens us, he, he asks us, he asks me, what do you see? What do you see? And uh, Zechariah, 
He answered nicely. I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl on the top, seven lights on it with seven channels to the lights. There are also two olive trees. Uh, and then I asked the Lord, what are these, my Lord? Now, let me, let me give you a picture of this. Now, we looked on the internet to try to find a decent picture. But uh, as a man would do, you know, I saw th- Emily brought up three pictures and I disagreed with all of them. You know, I said, that's not how I look at it. But, but let me try to picture it. Now, it, it says I see a, a, a golden lampstand with a bowl at the top and then seven lamps. And then from those lamps were seven, excuse me, to those lamps were seven channels. You could say tubes. You know, so there's the bowl and these seven bowl, uh, uh, little tubes are, are feeding the lamps. Are you with me so far? Um, but then it says that there are two olive trees beside it with, with tubes. Two, two, uh, uh, and it's another and well later on it will say that there's actually two tubes going from those two olive trees into that bowl and and then those olive trees were feeding the bowl which were feeding the lamps you with me so far say yes, yes. okay good I'll go on and but but I asked the angel what are these Lord now let me stop right there oftentimes, uh, in our lives, God can give us stuff. Things that happen in our lives, and, and it's all right to say, Lord, are you trying to show me something? And, and you know, sometimes we're not awake yet. And God is saying, hey, listen to me. I'm trying to show you something here. And, and, and sometimes he'll do it in pictures. And, and the Jewish people could understand this picture very well. They were used to these, these kind of lamps. And, and it was much like the lamp that would have been in the, in the temple. And, but in the temple, it was the job of, of humans, priests, to come in and make sure these lamps always had oil. Because the lamps were supposed to go all the time. But, but you see, and, and I'll get ahead of my story and then I'll back up. But you see, in this picture, God is saying it's not human hands that are going to keep these lamps burning. It's going to be a supernatural, supernatural th- word. It's going to be a supernatural intervention, a, a different way of looking at it. We know, of course, it, it's, it's the oil of the Holy Spirit, but I'm getting ahead of my story. Let's, let's come back. So, verse 4. I asked the Lord who, who talked with me, What are these, my Lord? Verse 5. Do you not know what these are? No, my Lord? I replied. So he said, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. And, and, and this was an encouragement to the foreman of the job that was saying, man, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. 
And, and it was almost like God was sending a special message down to, the, to, um, to Zerubbabel. This is the word of the Lord. It's easy to dismiss stuff. It's easy when, when some, something comes into our life, we say, that's not God. That's not God. Remember the little phrase that I said a while back? Because I know I'm right, and I'll do it. That word that, that came from some place through something, some, through some way is not, it's not God. It's man. Because I know, and it doesn't agree with my personal philosophy. It doesn't agree with my preferences. And, and how many know we all have preferences? I have preferences for goodness sake, you know? I, I like to, have a nice shirt, you know. I, I, uh, and I like to put on a tie once in a while. You know, I, I, and I have preferences, but, but God is saying, listen to the word of the Lord, and he's going to talk. And, and so the end of that phrase, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Might. Power. Personal charisma, money. We must stop thinking of things from the earthly perspective. Uh, we always figure that we know how God works. He knows He's got to work through certain things. Uh, and it's not just that there are spiritual solutions to things, it's that earthly things must be viewed from a spiritual perspective. I'm learning that more and more. I hope the Lord lets me, lets me live long enough to, to, to get it fully in, in, into, into view. We need to look at stuff in a, in a spiritual perspective. Man, it's hard to look at the flat tire in a spiritual perspective. It's hard to look at stuff. And, but God is wanting to say, hey, look at it my way. And in, in this particular case, the, the disintegrated temple of God, the Solomon's temple that was now in ruins, and, and these people, these 50,000 people had this gigantic task to, to, uh, to come uh, and to work through. But it wasn't just a physical thing, you see. I believe it was also a spiritual rebuilding in their heart. That that they they needed to understand that the their image and perception of God needed to be rebuilt too. Verse seven. After verse six, when he said, "This is the word of the Lord, not by might," then he began to remind Zerubbabel, "What are you, O mighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground." Yes, yes, yes. This is an interesting verse. What are you, almighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. And, 
And I think there is a balance, and you'll see it down through this whole chapter. There is a balance between knowing what God does by himself and what he needs us to to follow his direction and do too. Because that, that temple didn't get rebuilt by just Zerubbabel sitting in his, in his room. God gave him wisdom. God gave him insight. And, and he would do stuff. But, but he was encouraging him to understand that, that he would play a part before you, Zerubbabel. That mighty mountain will become level ground. And we can have stuff in our lives, mountains of stuff. And, and God is saying that, that he will help us, but we have to do things. Now, notice the next verse. Then he will bring out the capstone to shouts of God bless it, God bless it. So in the process of this development, in the process of, of Zerubbabel being infused with the power of God. When he put that capstone on that temple, he'd say, God, you bless this. You bless this. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent you. Verse 10. Who despises the day of small things? My, my. How many have ever thought of yourself as just a little pipsqueak? And you say, I'm not that much. You know, it's a big, this is a big valley. You know, there's lots of folks out there. And what can I do? What can I do? There's a part of us that is a part of our thinking even though there is a balance to understanding that, yes, we are king's kid, but, but then I, I think we can understand that without God, we are nothing. And in, in our beginning stages, we, God doesn't despise small things because he says, that's where I can work. Now, the devil, he says, that's cool. Keep thinking of yourself as small. Keep thinking of yourself in your own self. But Zerubbabel had to understand, even though there was 20 years when, when he was looking at this pile of rubble and said, I can't do anything. I can't do anything. But God, through the angel, through, through Zechariah, was telling Zerubbabel, you can do something in God. And... Um, Many of God's choice workers used a powerful season of small things. Those days are not a mistake, nor are they punishment. They are days of priceless shaping and preparation. That would be a good place to say amen. If, and, and, and God is saying that, that he is wanting us to, to move in, in that understanding where we begin and where we can end up. Uh, Spurgeon has a wonderful quote, and I think uh, Emily has it on, on the PowerPoint. God accepts your little works if they are done in faith in his dear son. God will give you success to your little works. 
God will educate you by your little works to do greater works, and your little works may call out others who shall do greater works by far than ever you shall be able to accomplish. Little starts. We don't have to be afraid of it. But, but just a reminder. You cannot continue to just say, I'm little, I'm little, I'm little. Okay, I'm going to sit on my lazy boy. You've got to begin to say, God, I'm little, but I'm strong in you. And he told, the whole point of this story was Zerubbabel, you can do it. You can do it. Uh, don't despise. The New Testament talks about don't despise your youth. Don't despise the little start that you may have. God wants to work. And, 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 and let me just take just a moment, and then we're going to have prayer time. And, uh, but uh, let, me, let me go to the olive trees. And, and uh, let's, let's look at this and how he's pointing this out. Okay, we see the bowl. We see the seven lamps. And, and we see the tubes going down. And, and we see the olive trees, these two trees that are over here, and there's two tubes from those, those trees. And, and they're constantly filling the bowl with oil. Now, I, I think there is an interesting thing as, as we look at verse 11 now. Then I asked the angel, what are these two olive trees on the right and the left of the lampstand? Again, I asked him, what are these two What? Olive branches. Whoops. Do you notice a slight change there? Olive trees, olive trees, and then olive branches beside the two gold pipes that pour out golden oil. And and it goes on. Verse 13, he replied, Do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I said. So, is, so he said, These are the two who are anointed to serve the Lord of all the earth. These are the two that are anointed to serve the Lord. Another quote from Spurgeon. Oh, may God send us poverty... May God send us a lack of means and take away our power of speech if it must be and help us only to stammer if we may only thus get the blessing. Oh, I rave to be useful to souls and all the rest may go where it will. There is, there can be, let me put it that way, there can be an ego thing today in the kingdom. We, it's, it's easy to get puffed up. Amen? We've all been there in some way or not. Uh, and, and we have seen it happen to our dismay. But pride cometh before a fall and we've seen the fall. And, and we want to, to remind folks we want to remind them that, that God is saying that if we understand it's His power that flows through us. Because if it's just us, it's just us. 
It's not God doing it. But, but, but I think the beautiful part of this picture is that now over this bowl that feeds these lamps that are the light to the world, these two branches are, are feeding. And the branches are branches. They, they are not the thing that fills up the bowl. They, they are the, the channel if you understand with me. The, the, the oil kind of flows through the branch, the, the life-giving stream that, that, is, that fills every uh, tree, that, that, that stream. Do you have a Kleenex, Gloria? Uh, excuse me just a second. It's just you, right? Um, the branch is, is not... The oil. The branch is, is the vessel to get the oil to the bowl. But it's an important part of the picture. Because God is saying that that, that life-giving flow, that Holy Spirit oil, will come through the branch to the bowl. Is it getting too complicated? I hope not. But, but God is wanting to flow through us. He's wanting to flow through us. It's not the branch, it's, it's the, the power that comes through us. And, and, and that's the picture. And, but the picture is that these two branches are two men, two people, two people, uh, two different uh, uh, persons uh, that are anointed to serve. That's his church. That's his people. And he's saying... Two. It's it's interesting that so uh, so many times uh, things happen in twos, and we think of Paul and Barnabas. We think of Joshua and Caleb. We think of um, what are other couples? Two people. David and Jonathan. Of the strength of the two, are joining together. Isn't it amazing how God in his perfect plan said, you know, we could bring one woman, one man together. Two. They can be encouragement. And, and I think this, this picture of, of these two anointed people that serve the Lord can be unique vessels. They can be unique channels. They can, they can be that which supplies a, a, a unique the Holy Spirit, we can, we can flow through and through us, through anointed of God vessels, we can be the oil, we can, we can supply the oil that burns to this, this world. Oh God, let us understand who we are. Lord, I thank you that you have shown to us how you have, have pointed out that as, as we read this chapter, we, we see that, yes, it's not in and of our strength. It's not in our talents. It's not in our gifts. It is in your power, that oil that flows through us, that in, in, invigorates and energizes us as it energizes and shines a light to the world. Lord, we need you in our lives. When we are not connected to the vine, 
you have said it, it those branches will be cut off and burned. But as we stay connected to the vine, from as it's talked about in, in the Gospel of John, we stay connected to the supply source. And that that is a source that is beyond the natural, beyond the human, beyond the way of the Old Testament. It's, it's a new, new life source for us as the Holy Spirit flows through us, energizes us, but also encourages those around us and allows us to be a blessing to the world. Do your work in our spirits, O oh God. And just as, as I wrap this portion up and we just take some time in the altar, um, don't despise the small things. Some of you are saying, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not cool enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not slick with words. I, 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 I'm not, you know, a type A person. But God is saying, do not despise the small things. Men will rejoice when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. And, and what it's saying is, is the nation will, will see when, when Zerubbabel holds that plumb line up and takes charge and is, is, is functioning in his calling that, that God will bless that which he does. God will bless you. Each one of you have a place. Each one of you have a calling. Each one of you have a mission. And you may not be there yet. But God is developing you as you open your eyes to him. Lord, just do your work. Do your work in us. Do your work in each one of us, O oh God. Allow us to see with, with spiritual eyes when we open our eyes to who you are and how you want to speak to us. Help us to see the, 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 the Goliath as David saw. The Red Sea as Moses saw. Lord, and the enemy forces as Joshua saw them. With spiritual, uh, in a spiritual way, with a spiritual source that could, could deal with it and, and conquer those challenges. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Emily, if you'd come to the piano, I'd like Emily just to give us a little music uh, bed, as it were, a little soft music. And, and I would like to encourage you to, to take some time at the altar. And, 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 and you can just continue to pray now. But we're going to do the last part of this in, in two, two sections um, but I, I, I'd like you just to go to the altar, uh, and I think it's appropriate to ask God for forgiveness. If there's stuff in your life that don't, doesn't belong there, that's where you need to start. You need to start and, and, and get your relationship back right, and, and all of us need to do that. Sins of omission and commission. Omission. But let's, let's ask the Lord to just purify my heart. And then, 
begin to let him see in, in you perhaps your, your need to understand